Hello, John. Hey, buddy. How's CES going? Oh, it's crazy and awesome. It is uh, absolutely phenomenal. Nice. Yeah, it's really cool. It's cool to be here. Like, I'm here for the full week, and um, it's, uh, it's been different. So th- this is, like, I think my sixth time. And I've needed every year to keep getting a little closer. And now I feel like I know some of the right people. I'm getting invites to the right spots. And it's a totally different experience. And I feel like with Audiophile, this is probably a, a big deal, right? Dude, it's, uh, it's crazy. I mean, even though the show itself is way smaller than, you know, the Solopreneur Hour, it's the impact here is way bigger. So people see it and they're like, oh, dude, here, listen to the headphones. Why don't you try these out? Let us send you some. So I have all kinds of good gear coming to me in the next few weeks. It's always about quality, I feel like, of the listeners and, you know, EO Fire, Solopreneur Hour, amazing shows, amazing listeners, but it's a broad audience. And when you have like this really niche specialty of, you know, an audiophile, especially someone like you who knows and loves audio, to me, the impact is massive. Yeah, it's dope. It's cool, man. And I have a bunch of branded gear and it, it was cool. It's a, it's a cool experience this time around. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You know, down here in Puerto good. Rico, we had a power outage for a couple hours today, made some things struggling. But, uh, you know, the afternoon has come, the power's come back, internet's back and strong and slowly but surely we're getting back on our feet. I've heard that um, Elon Musk sent a whole bunch of Tesla wall chargers to Puerto Rico. Is that true? I've heard the same. Haven't seen any. You know, it's a big island, three and a half million people, probably actually more like three million people because everybody's leaving. But Mm. I do think that's happening, probably more up by San Juan area. What I'm more excited about is the Tesla solar roof tiles. That'd be balling. Yeah. Yeah, those are rad. Give me some of those. What's our uh, buffer zone here? Um, I know you're back to back. Yeah, I have to stop talking to you in 37 minutes because I have- Okay, let uh, me do this. I'm at my friend's house and I think I'm on their- um, I'm on their- uh, You sound pretty you know, good. Because you're cutting out for me a little bit. Yeah, I think that might be because of my end. It's been happening to other people, but I'm recording directly oh, okay. in so it sounds strong. So as long as you can, for the most part, hear me, you're coming okay. in strong and clear and I'd prefer not to mess with it. Plus, we've already okay, been good. chatting for two minutes and 36 seconds on the show. Oh, very good. Oh, I didn't realize we were. Hi. <laughs> Say hello to everybody. <laughs> hey, do you know what? I, I, it dawned on me that we have literally, I don't know how many times you've been on my show, eight or nine now. Um, <laughs> we, have, uh, we have literally never done a Skype show except for the one Entrepreneur on Fire I did. Yeah, just the in-person, like the plain cast. Yeah. Every single show we've ever done has been, uh, has been in live. In person. Oh. Yeah. Well, next time you're in Puerto Rico, we'll do a live show for EO Fire. Indeed, we shall. Actually, we did one of your shows live in Puerto Rico. Now I just remembered that in the kitchen. We did so. Yeah, that's right. It was me and you and Kate. (laughs) Well, if you haven't figured it out, Fire Nation, our returning champion, Michael, is the host of the wildly popular podcast, The Solopreneur Hour. He does deep dive interviews with entrepreneurs, athletes, actors, comedians, and believe it or not, influencers, three days a week. And buddy, it's good to hear your voice. It's very good to hear your voice. I hope I'm sounding okay. I had a bit of a makeshift studio set up here at CES. I knew you'd pull it together. And I love the fact that this is full circle because the first ever interview of you on EO Fire was also in Vegas. That is very correct (laughs) and totally weird. I don't even know what I was here for, but I remember doing it in a hotel room and being like, I don't know how I'm going to do this show. And it was was so cutty-outy. 
And I felt so bad because all I do is harp on people about audio know, and my audio was that. so bad on that show. <laughs> so it was so bad. Oh, uh, I don't think I talked to you for a month after that. I was so disappointed uh, with you. Well, you, you're, I think, uh, more graceful about it than I am. <laughs> Although I got to say the 19 emails that I've got in preparation for this show being like, Hey, if you're not on a good mic, you don't get to do the show. So I, I'm not that hardcore, dude. Right. But think of the people that I probably deal with on a day-to-day basis doing 365 of these a year and preferring to just be on the side of safety where people realize that, hey, don't just show up with like you staring at your laptop and in your built-in mic. <laughs> Bro, I trust me. If I could do that, I would. <laughs> I have to have a mix. I have to have a mixer. So when someone comes on just using their laptop microphone that I can make their audio sound halfway decent. Oh, So I love that we just kind of dove into this and how it kind of already morphed into this, the power of niche podcasting. Because I honestly don't have an agenda or really care where this interview goes. Let's just kind of keep it free for me. But I think, especially in 2018, man, like podcasting, I'm not going to lie. And I'm not saying this because I'm prejudiced, but it's it's really picking up steam. And not that it ever like lost it, but it just kind of keeps this momentum going. And, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk saying it, that he's seeing his video views going way down because nobody wants to just sit on their, you know, little booty and watch two talking heads, but, you know, they want to be driving in a car or going for a run or working out or walking their dog or doing any number of things and listening to a couple of people chatting about something that might be valuable to them. And so you went and you went super niche with a podcast and you did the audio file. So kind of, I'd love to have you maybe walk through the idea behind that and and what's been coming of it because that's what I'm pounding the drum about right now is, hey, don't try to invent the next solopreneur hour slash EO fire, like been there, done that, you you know, it's happening, but there's other ways to go about this. So talk about that. Well, first and foremost, and this is a great topic. I was, I was telling my co-host Harris um, in the car yesterday, I was like, I don't think with very much difficulty that it would be very hard to get my show, the beginner audio file to, to be a six figure podcast. No way. Not, not hard oh, at all. not hard at all. And I'll tell you why. So I, years ago I was, um, and by the way, I can't hear, I'm not monitoring myself, so I can't hear if I'm too close to the mic. So you'll have to yell at me. <laughs> you sound um, good. okay. So, um, I was, I've gotten into this high end stereo listening, if you will. So I had a couple of buddies that were in this hobby and it's a really weird hobby. It's a hobby where like an RCA cable that's three feet long costs $1,500. And you're going, what on earth are you talking about right now? <laughs> and so you go to these audio shows and the shows are in a, a hotel and they generally, they'll, they'll rent out like the 10th and 11th, like right now at the Venetian, the, there's four or five floors, maybe more that are all different audio manufacturers. And you literally go from room to room to room and you listen to their gear and that kind of thing. Well, there's these rooms, dude. Some of these rooms are half a million dollars. You're looking at a, a, a like a, a a record player that costs $120,000. And you're like, you have got to be kidding me. So I remember coming home a year and a half ago from one of these shows in Anaheim. I'm in San Diego. And I was like, you know, this is a, um, I want to, I want to hear about, I want to hear a couple guys talking about audio. So I popped on over to iTunes and I was like, I looked for audiophile, I looked for stereo, I looked for high end, I looked for all the keywords, literally not, or literally not a <laughs> single show dedicated to this 
topic. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This is a, this is a community where literally dude friendships end because one guy used copper wound speaker <laughs> wire and the other guy used straight silver speaker wire. And it's like, they've been friends for 20 years, but you don't know what you're talking about. They don't talk to each other. So I was like, all right, this is a group of people. And here's what I think I can do for this group. I don't have $500,000 to spend on a stereo, but if something sounds awesome, and it costs a few hundred bucks or maybe a couple grand, I can definitely find that kind of budget. And I said, there has to be a place where people can talk about stuff that's real, like you can actually have an impact on your listening experience and get a world-class experience without spending all that money. So I'm going to start a podcast. And so that's what I did. I, I called it Beginner Audiophile. And, and this is there's an important launch piece to this, which is I started doing the marketing and branding long before I launched the show. So, and here's what I mean. I went to an audio show. I made business cards. I started an Instagram account and I started taking pictures. I, I, I made the brand and I started taking pictures and putting them on Instagram and saying, Hey, new podcast coming up in a few months. And I seeded it. And that was from October to March. And in that time, I reached out to manufacturers. I told them who I was. I told them my experience a little bit in podcasting, but nobody knew me, dude. So like I had to go from ground zero again. This was just like rebranding and recreating a whole new uh, experience. So by the time I launched in March, which was at um, PodFest down in Orlando, um, I was inspired. I'm like, you know, what? let me just launch the show. I only have one or two episodes, <laughs> but I'm going to launch it. So I did. I had I'd already had a couple of interviews. Um, I went through the same protocol I always do, which is, you know, I, I, uh, I talked through like a 30 second intro, 30 second outro, wrote it down, sent it to my voiceover lady, Anna Vuccino. Um, and she banged it out for me, layered some music on top of it, had an intro outro, put the show up and, you know, before I knew it, there we were, but here's, what's cool. The show now I'm getting roughly 3000 downloads an episode, wow. which isn't a lot. It, it's not a lot. It's fine. It's not a small amount either, though. Well, I'm doing that. I'm only doing it twice a month right now. So the, I'm literally doing two shows a month. But here's the kicker. The important part for monetizing for me, and I think for any podcast, is to find out what the lifetime customer value is of the person that wants to advertise on your show. It's such an important metric. So I was that was approached by a company called Cambridge Audio, and I was like, all right, I mean, for whatever I was then, 2000 an episode, I said, maybe I'll just do $500. So a thousand bucks a month, you know, if they, if they'll pay me a thousand bucks a month, I'll do a 15 second pre-roll and a 60 second mid-roll ad for them. And then I talked to them and they were like, I said, what's your lifetime customer value? And they said, well, it's $1,100. I said, whoa, that's way more than I thought it was. So instantly my price went to two grand a month. Do you, do you see what I mean? So that, what that means then is that for 6,000 listens that I'll get for my show that month, I only need two people to buy their products for them to break even, which is a much easier value proposition to give to them than like, what am I getting for my money? But if you think about those numbers, that's $24,000 a year, just that. And that, that's only one advertiser for a show that's very new. So I thought, well, God, it wouldn't be that hard for me. Certainly the number is going to keep going. I'm going to double down and probably start doing one show a week and I'll be able to get three or four advertisers. And then there I am. All of a sudden I'm at a six figure podcast. 
There's a few things here that I think we really kind of want to dive into. Like number one, you have that initial assumption that a lot of people have that are getting into podcasting or just really any form of media where they think it's the bigger numbers, the better. And you need 10,000 listens, 50,000 listens, whatever it is, before you start making real significant revenue, whether that be through sponsorship or some other form, whatever it might be. But listen to what Michael's saying, Fire Nation. I mean, it's it's the lifetime value of your listener. That's the key. And because he can have just two people take action over the course of an entire month for one of his sponsors, and, and they're going to break even. Anything after that is gravy. That's such an easy value prop for him to give to them. And it's really exciting. And then he can continue taking things to the next level and say, okay, let's maybe add a second sponsor. Or now let's really dive in and maybe do some metrics where it's a promo code audio file. So I know how many people are going through that promo code or using this special URL. So I can see that how much traffic I'm actually sending these people and we can continue to adjust accordingly. And there's something else I kind of want to get into that I think is important, which is what is the void that needs to be filled? And you kind of start talking about this so beautifully. Like Michael was driving, he was searching for specific content. It didn't exist. What did he do? He created it. I did the same thing for Entrepreneur on Fire. He did the same thing for Solopreneur Hour. Pat Flynn said, dude, I wish I could just have a normal conversation with people instead of like having the whole podcast rigmarole thing. And Solopreneur Hour was birthed from that comment. So what is the void that's in your life right now, Fire Nation, that you're just not filling? Because I know it's there. I mean, you know, not to get too deep on this, but I was recently saying, man, I'm getting tired of reading these massive books um, that are about some individual that I really admire. Like, I love biographies. I love this biography about John D. Rockefeller, but it was 1,200 pages long. I'm like, are you kidding me? I can't do this. <laughs> so I went onto iTunes and I said, Autobiographies or just biographies or anything, and nothing was out there. And I said, you know what? That's an idea for my next passion mm. project. And so now, when you're listening to this Fire Nation, it's live. So go check it out. Memoir, autobiographies of the men and women who changed the world. And this is going to be a high quality, highly produced voice actors. I brought in sound effects. It's an hour and 45 minutes is the first episode of Alexander the Great. And I got to be honest, like I was listening back to it and I'm like, I created this and I love it. Like that's pretty rare. Mm. Usually we hate what we create. We're like, this is so bad. But I was like, this is really good. And so it's going live in late January. So when you're hearing this, it's live. And I'm so excited about it because it's something that I know needs to be filled for a void and I'm creating it. I don't know where it's going to go, but every listener of that is going to be so it's going to have such a high lifetime value for, say, like an Audible or like an audiobook or something along those lines that I'm going to be able to really charge a premium. So what are your thoughts mm. on this, Michael? First of all, congratulations. Thanks. We talked about it a bit in the car. Yeah. That's awesome. Of course, it's already done because you're John. <laughs> it is done. <laughs> um, um, a couple pieces to this that I think are interesting. Number one, um, you said the word passion project, and I want to clarify something. I, I, I think it's a terrible idea when somebody starts certainly a podcast with their, this is how I'm going to monetize this strategy. When I started beginner audio file, and again, it's not, it doesn't have crazy numbers, but I did it because I loved the hobby and I thought, gosh, if, if I can get a few people to listen to the show, I can probably get the Brown Santa, otherwise known as the UPS guy <laughs> to bring me 
toys all week. I can get all kinds of gear to listen to. And I'm at CES right now, and you have no idea the tidal wave of gear I have coming to me after wow. this show. It's crazy. Anything from like LG's best TV to Sony's best. I mean, it's all this crazy stuff. Anyway, neither here nor there. So that was my only idea is like, oh, cool. Can I do this thing and have an excuse to talk about this stuff and maybe get some gear to listen to? And like, I have a really cool experience, right? So the fact that it can be monetized now is a factor of a couple things. One, and I think maybe the most important, this is a group that is uh, very passionate. So like I said, people argue about crazy little things in this world, but they also have money to spend. And that's very different than a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm going to start, I'm a, I, lo I, mean, I love Monopoly, so I'm going to start a podcast about Monopoly. <laughs> that's fine. Do that. That's awesome. But don't expect to, to make money from it. Don't be like, I'm going to, here's the part, here's what irritates me. It's like, I'm going to start my podcast in January, February, I'm going to start my membership site. And then uh, in March, I'm on my world tour. You're <laughs> like, wow, that <laughs> I'm is, on a world that tour. is, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's something good for you. Um, so I love what you're doing. And I think what's cool about it is that you have no, well, maybe you do. Cause you're, again, you're John, but most people would have no idea of the, the upside potential of a show like you're doing, which is really biographical and not, you know, it doesn't plug into some entrepreneurial community. There's not a lot of, you know, where do you go from there? Like what kind of listeners other than people that are scholars or, or, or people that are interested in the world or whatever, you know, who knows? But I, I mean, far be it for me to, to rule you out for finding some <laughs> advertiser that'd be like, oh yeah. I've actually got something for that. I've actually got something for that. Not to break your role, but I do want to cut in because I, I got to share exactly where the whole idea of memoir came in because I think it answers that question directly of what you said. But then I want to keep rolling down this point of you know, the right way to approach these type of projects. But first, we do have to thank our sponsors. Get it. It's National Small Business Month at LegalZoom, and that means loads of great resources and savings await. Whether you're just starting out or already have a business, there's a lot you can take advantage of right now. Visit LegalZoom.com slash startup during the month of March and download your free business startup kit. You'll get a ton of great information, including how to maximize your business deductibles under the new tax laws. Plus, you'll get great discounts. Your kit includes special deals from LegalZoom, along with offers from the their service partners so you can save money financing, marketing, and operating your business. LegalZoom isn't a law firm, but they know the importance of having the right resources to run a successful business. That's what their business startup kit is all about. Visit LegalZoom.com slash startup to download your free business startup kit today. There's no obligation, just free business resources. This offer is only available in March, so if you're listening after then, you can still enjoy a special savings by using code EO when you check out at LegalZoom.com. LegalZoom, where life meets legal. Next time you're planning an epic trip to Las Vegas, remember there's no better place to stay than the Venetian Las Vegas. The Venetian Las Vegas is located in the heart of the Las Vegas Strip and features all suite accommodations. Imagine walking into soaring lobbies and atriums that open into exclusive resort amenities, including Canyon Ranch Spa and over 160 retail shops within the Grand Canal shops, showcasing Barney's New York, Louis Vuitton, Tory Burch, and more. The Venetian also 
also features restaurants from the most celebrated chefs around, including Wolfgang Puck, Thomas Keller, Emeril Lagasse, and more. Not to mention the entertainment, choose from Boz, Human Nature Jukebox, and Classic Rock Residencies. The resort also features a five-acre pool and garden deck, four theaters, and is host to the most exciting worldwide gaming on the Strip with two casinos. For more information, visit Venetian.com. That's V E N E T I A N.com. The Venetian Las Vegas, where you can come as you are. So, Michael, we're back and obviously rocking the mic. And, you know, before the break, I did kind of drop that little teaser about memoir and where I was kind of thinking going in. Number one, I was sitting at Podcast Movement at the keynotes this past August out in Anaheim. And Aaron Minky was talking about his process of creating lore. And lore is a podcast about ghost stories and stuff along those lines. And long story short, this dude was just a failed everything, failed employee, failed author, failed, you name it, he was a failure. But he had all these like great ghost stories laying around. He's like, why don't I just turn this into a podcast? Because people obviously don't want to read it for whatever reason, but maybe they want to listen to it. And guess what? He was right. People wanted to listen to the ghost stories as they were driving to work, as they were working out or doing whatever. And now he has millions and millions and millions of listens per month. So that's kind of a broader topic for one thing. But number two, he just really nailed it because nobody was doing it at that quality level. He brought in musical com- composition and the whole nine yards. And I'm sitting there. And the thing he said next was, and oh, by the way, Amazon approached me and basically said, can we buy your, your movie rights to this? And he was like, uh, okay. So now mm. Lore is on Amazon. It's Amazon Prime. So anybody that has Amazon Prime, you can watch it for free. And these are incredibly well done shows. Every podcast was turned into a show. And it's crazy. And I was sitting there going, how did I miss this? Who has the most money in the world? You know, obviously Facebooks and the Googles, but Amazon and Netflix, they have so much money and all they care about is attention and they're willing to try anything to get more attention. How do you become an Amazon Prime member? How do you become a Netflix? You know, that's why Netflix is doing originals like House of Cards. They're spending so much money on that. And I said, what can I, JLD, do that would actually potentially have the opportunity to have legs like this? And I just gave myself time to think. And I said, well, I don't want to just do anything just to do it, but I love biographies and I love reading about the men and women who changed the world. So what can I do with that? And I you know, searched and that was the idea came from. I looked in iTunes and it wasn't there. So now it is there and who knows where it's going to go. But you know, I would love if someday I got a phone call from Jeff Bezos slash whoever owns Netflix, read something, and he asked me to buy the show or the movie rights or somebody that obviously is in those different areas. And that is where something can go um, when you do something to me of high quality of value and you go about it as filling that void. So what do you want to say about all that, Michael? And where's Audiophile going? The overarching point of that is that one of the really cool things about podcasting in general is that the some doors open that you would never expect. And they open like either for speaking gigs or, I mean, you name it. You I Think about what your life has been over the last five years and, you know, being a, a real estate guy, finance guy, all that stuff you did before. And you're like, what? It's a different universe <laughs> that I would have no concept of. And I think that's the cool thing to, I think to walk into this thing, you start a podcast, you start something that you love. It could be a blog. It could be a YouTube channel. It could be a live stream, whatever. With just open eyes 
and I was going to say in an open heart, but open eyes. <laughs> no, you and, uh, <laughs> that's what popped into my head. Wow. Um, but just open eyes and, uh, you know, an open mind to, and you know, to say yes. And I think you've now done hundreds and hundreds and thousands of interviews and I've done now a few hundred myself. But if I had to identify one uh, key trait of the most successful people I've ever interviewed, it's that they say yes first, and then they figure out the details later. Whereas most average people say, yeah, maybe, and then they think of 10 reasons why they can't do something. So when, you're, when you start a podcast and says, hey, what do you think about blank? And you go, yeah, it sounds great. And all of a sudden you're like, I have no idea how I'm going to swing this, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> right? I mean, how many times, that, I feel like that happens to me weekly. It must happen to you certainly as much. So it, it's, the idea is, if you start with something you love and you have to have some concept, you know, of, all right, if, if this thing were to become somehow commercialized, this is a, this is a group that spends money versus, you know what I mean? Um, versus kind of like, this is my hard monetization strategy going into this. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. And I've struggled with that myself in the past too, because I've always tried to weigh like, am I doing this for the right reasons, for the wrong reasons? Is there such a thing? And, you know, I kind of feel like that's where a mastermind comes in, where you need to have other people who you can talk to and rely on and who have different just mindsets about certain things. And I think this is an interesting segue. I didn't even really know it was going to go in this direction. And I don't even know if you want to talk about this, but I guess we're going to. Um, you recently approached me with a pretty serious question, which was, John, I'm considering investing significantly into a very high level elite premium mastermind. Should I do this? And we actually haven't talked since then. I gave you my feedback, which I'll cut it to the chase was, yes, you should do this. And we can get into the reasons why later. But what's the deal? Like, did you decide to do that and why or why not? And like, what's your mindset on, on masterminds in general? So I did decide to do it. Uh, we are in, we are in negotiations currently with terms Smart move, and that, and that could be a deal breaker, but I'm not sure. Um, what I didn't want to do, and I just, I was trying to make a a sound financial decision. I didn't want to just take on too much. So because it would have been a significant upfront payment and then fairly significant monthly as well. So I, just looking at my landscape of my year, 2018, you know, I just got back from five weeks in Australia and I'm like, man, I, you know, I want to make sure I'm making a good sound financial decision here. So I was very open and I talked to him about, it. I know the guy wants me in the mastermind. I know, I mean, we've been friends for a long time. And so I just said, look, here's my deal. And this is what I need to work on. So we're, we're working on the terms. It, dude, it may not work out. And if it doesn't, then I'll, I will honestly probably f- try to find another, uh, another way to invest in myself and my business that will have similar results. Meaning like if I'm not doing a, a full year long mastermind, I might end up doing, you know, I might pay 10 K for a, a weekend or something yeah. where I can get a ton of value from it. Cause I know that's one of the things that kickstarted entrepreneur on fire, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Didn't, didn't you train with Lewis Howes for a bit? Exactly. I brought Lewis on uh, as my mentor for six months at 12 K. And when that happened, 
it was not making money. My podcast, my podcast, my business, everything was not making money. So that was a huge dollar amount. It was a it was a big risk. I was like, man, if I get to the end of these six months and I don't have anything to show for it, then I'm literally, this is going to be a big negative because I'm going to be in the hole and all these different things and thoughts were kind of swirling through my head. But I saw Lewis and I saw where he currently was right now. And I said, you know, that's where I want to be. I want to be doing webinars where I'm selling a product or a service or a community. I want to be an influence and an authority at a higher level than I am right now. Like I want that. And so I need to hire somebody at a high level that's going to get me there. And Lewis was there. So he took me along that path to get there. And I mean, it was crazy to say, but he actually forced me within the first month to launch Podcasters Paradise a lot earlier than I ever was going to do. And we did like 24K in pre-sales for Podcast Experience because I wasn't even ready. So of course I wasn't going to launch it. But he's like, dude, you got to pre-launch it. I'm like, what do you mean pre-launch? I don't get it. But of course he knew because he had been there. So I doubled um, what I paid him in the first month from pre-sales of a course that I never would have launched that early without him. So it just took me to the next level a lot quicker than I was going to go, kind of kicking and screaming, but I'm so thankful for it, number one. Number two, something interesting that maybe you can then comment on, and I found this now coming from my, on my 2,000th episode in just a month here, which is insane, but over and over again, my guests were, were sharing that their breakthrough moments came when they had a baby, and I was like, well, mm. well, how's that happening? Like the baby just adds stress. It, it, you don't sleep as well. It's crying. It's taking your eye off the bike. I was just thinking of all the negatives as to why a baby just would be the opposite of that. But mm. then it just was happening so often. I was recognizing that, man, you know what happens? That person, that man or that woman who was scared to make that outbound phone call, that was scared to host that live webinar, that was scared to do X, Y, or Z, knock on that door, all of a sudden, they were a lot more scared not to feed their baby than they were not to do those things. Mm. And the baby effect took place. And they did those things that they were just holding themselves back from for just stupid, silly, obnoxious reasons. And they broke through barriers and they started crushing it. And I call it the baby effect. And that's mm. kind of was one of the reasons why I gave that advice to you. I'm like, Michael, I know it's not comfortable and you're doing the right things by looking at the numbers because that's super important. But man, I know that if you put this this money down, and I'm glad you're negotiating because you should be, but if you put this money down and it's real for you, then you know not launching this course you've been holding on to or not doing those webinars I've been screaming at you to do for so long, it's just no longer going to be an option. You're going to have to do these things and your eyes are going to be open of like, oh, shoot, this, this is what happens when I do this kind of stuff? Right. And I, I mean, I have no babies that I'm aware of, but at, at the, the financial... <laughs> The financial uh, strain of taking on this monthly, you know, much larger kind of a monthly nut than than I would. I mean, have your used. babies are your Porsche. It's your drums. It's your watches. <laughs> it's true. all of the things that like you don't want to have to sell. <laughs> that's well. That's true. God forbid, I'm I'm destitute and I have to sell everything I have that I like. Random story, or I should say, random side note. Um, you have a room in Puerto Rico, my friends. I appreciate that. It's, it's as long genuine. as the glass has been replaced. <laughs> Well, aren't we just the picky ones now? <laughs> I know. See, it's, those mosquitoes are real. <laughs> I must have windows in my room. I get it. God forbid. Um, I will be. I'll, I will definitely be there in 2018. Yes. Um, whenever that's happening. Cool. We will make that happen. Um, anyway, yes, is the answer. Putting yourself in a bit of dis discomfort is uh, certainly a, a way to get to the next level. And I think that's um, and looking at myself honestly, it's a place where I have to I have to do that myself. 
I have to put myself in that discomfort to, to do exactly what you just said, which is to really light a fire under my bum and uh, make it happen. <laughs> so completely changing the subject again. Um, we only have like five or so minutes left. No super rush, but what is happening in 2018 for you that's not been discussed yet and that maybe I don't even know? I mean, is there something that you're looking forward to? Is there some other project you have going on? Like what's something in 2018 that you think is cool that might kind of reveal some trends in the way your mind's thinking? Well, it was cool to hear Gary talk about audio. Yeah, um, he's because, so big on right now. And it's funny because we had just, you and I just heard uh, Ty Lopez at Thrive talk about how audio was like the sixth most converting and YouTube was number one. But I mean, and I, I consume, when I consume something on a television, it's mostly YouTube these days, which is crazy. But um, I, I, what you just said at the beginning of the show, which is people consume these things on treadmills and walking their dog and going for a run and in their car, it, that's never going to change. It's like when new, when, when newspapers or, you know, books, they were like, oh, well, audiobooks came out. No one's going to read. No, people still read. You still read. Like it's, it, there's, <laughs> there's something about that. Uh, there's something about that, uh, you know, the romanticism of sitting down with a book or even if it's a Kindle, but still sitting outside or whatever and reading is a thing. So, yeah. And by the way, sorry to break in real quick, but I just have to clarify this because I do consult Ty Lopez one-on-one on a month-to-month basis for podcasting. He brought me on like mm-hmm. five months ago. Go to iTunes sometime and type in Ty Lopez. He's launched five shows in the past like two months. I'm talking a Bitcoin show, a real estate show, a mastermind show. So when he gave that talk at Thrive, that was the case for him, but that was actually right when he brought me on. Everything's changed for him now. Podcasting is his number one focus right now. Love it. Love it. See, that's the JLD effect. (laughs) Well, he's seeing Um, the results. He's He's a numbers guy. He sees the results. So- I mean, it's not too far removed from what we've been talking about, but (laughs) since I've seen this uh, trend and it's something I love to do and certainly audio is is the concept of the show, I'm going to be doubling down on beginner audiophile. So I'm definitely going to take it at least weekly and and there's going to be some other cool uh, some other cool things I'm going to do in conjunction. So those are still a little being fleshed out at the moment, but I, I legitimately think it has the most growth potential. Um, I mean, the solopreneur hour is we're approaching 10 million downloads. It's been around for four years. It's stable. You know, it's like, it's, it's the numbers don't go up too high. They don't go down too low. It just kind of is on cruise control. This one is still at that nice 45 degree angle. Mm. And I think it has a lot of potential. So I'm seeing the trend and I'm, 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 you know, I'm doubling down on it. Well, the thing that I love about that type of show as well, which I know is going to happen with memoir too, is you don't have this massive backlog. Like, you know, my show, I mean, 2000 episodes, the backlog is ridiculous. You know, I have like nine archive shows at this point. Like you have a huge backload at Solopreneur Hour. Every single person for the next, you know, fill in the blank number of years, literally, when they hear about your show for the first time, Beginner Audiophile, they're going back and listening to every single episode because That's right. they're passionate. They're listening to it. When people hear a year from now about memoir for the first time, and I have nine memoirians at that point. Nah, <laughs> of course they have names. Are they? Why wouldn't they already have names? Are they not going back to, to Alexander the Great <laughs> and starting at the beginning? I mean, of course they are. And, uh, and that's the power. Have I, have I uh, taken you off the railroad tracks here? <laughs> no, memoirians is amazing. Memoir Nation. Get ready to learn. Actually, it's prepare to enjoy. <laughs> prepare to enjoy. That's, of course, it is. 
Of course it is. Um, yeah. Anyway, the point is, is that you're right. And, and, and I think that's something to be said. Um, uh, let me just interject one little thing about podcasting here, uh, which is when people listen to your show for the first time, they're flipping over from morning radio or NPR, or Howard Stern or whatever they're listening to. And they flip over to your show and they give it 15 seconds. So it's got to sound good which means it's 2018 now. There's no excuse for not having good audio on a show, which is why you harp on it so much. It's why I do as well. It's like you got to – there's no reason. You can buy an ATR 2100 microphone for 69 bucks. that sounds better than 90% of the things out there. Yep. And two, you got to have some chops. You know, you, you got to know what you're doing on the microphone because you, you don't want them to be able to tell a huge drop-off you don't want them to be like, oh, I listened to this. And now I've got this guy's janky sounding podcast and he doesn't know what he's talking about. And it's it's not entertaining. It's super boring. That that hurts the podcasting industry as a whole when we do that, which is why I'm so hip on, you know, people being better hosts, people having better audio quality, people doing shows that, you know, are I mean, I don't even care if they serve anybody as long as they're entertaining and you know, people don't hit stop going, wow, that was a complete and utter waste of my, you know, 30 minutes or 45 <laughs> minutes or an hour or whatever. You know, you just don't want them to ever think that. So and I, I know you have. I certainly have plugged into shows. And when I was like, oh, I wish I had my half hour back or I couldn't even make it a half hour because of something that was so bad. So, yeah, neither here nor there. But just make sure when you do it, you do it well. Do it well, Fire Nation. Whatever it is you do, do it well. And we only have about a minute, maybe two left, because my next interview is now butting right up to our chat. But I have to ask, because, you know, as we're talking right now, it's January 11th. This show is going live in early March, but let's be honest. We are both football fans. Coming up is what we both know is going to happen, a Patriots-Steelers showdown at Gillette Stadium. It's going to happen. Um, I wish you the best. I really do. Um, but what do you think prediction wise is going to be the score of that game? And then I'll give you my prediction. Well, I hate to, I mean, the Steelers are playing the Jaguars who have a monster defense they do. and they destroyed them last time. I do expect a different game this time. So I, I do think that we will have that. Um, eh, I think this year that the Steelers, I think there's a, maybe a crack in the armor. Um, I think they at least have a shot. You know, last year was embarrassing. I just, I don't know. I don't know if they'll ever solve Belichick Brady because it's just this, I mean, they're, they're great. There's a crack. But based, but based on last, the last uh, game and the fact that we didn't have AB the whole time, and I think that they can match up well against them and play a good game. So if it's anything, it's going to be like, you know, 29 to 31. That was, dude, I literally, my, and I've written this down, my prediction is 31-28 Patriots. Okay. I went the other way, but it could go either way. I think it's 28, 21 um, Steelers, but then Brady goes down, scores, of course, and we t we're tied up and then field goal in overtime. I mean, it could be. Like, I, I feel like this is a, the kind of game that could, could go to whoever has the ball last. Yeah. Well, just like the last one was. People are laughing at us right now because the Patriots lost to the Titans and the Steelers lost to the Jaguars. <laughs> right. Totally. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Don't count your chickens in yeah, the NFL. And, and, and Jacksonville is like, like Super Bowl champions right now. Or the, no, right. better yet, the Titans are. <laughs> right. Exactly. Or the Eagles with their backup. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Oh, so good. So thank you for having me, my friend. It was awesome. Where can we find you real quick? Let's give the old uh, plug a rammer. 
Uh, well, if you want to check out the beginner audio file uh, experience, um, it's at beginner audio file or beginner audio file.com. Solopreneur hour is solo hour everywhere. And uh, if you want to be a better podcaster after you've graduated from uh, from podcasters paradise, <laughs> it's art of the interview.co. Art of the interview.co. Fire That's Nation, right. make it happen. Prepare to ignite. No matter what you send or how often, Pitney Bowes has your sending solution. Print postage right from your office and take advantage of special discounts like saving three cents per letter and up to 39% off USPS shipping rates. Plans start as low as $5 per month. Visit pb.com slash fire to learn more and sign up for your free trial. That's pb.com slash fire. Terms apply. See site for details.